Marine veteran John Curry's salad dressing has been popular with his friends and family for many years. With the help of his wife, Stacy, they are now bringing Semper Savage to the military community. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. May is Military Appreciation Month, and no one is more reliable and committed than the men and women of the military. That's why, since 1933, Navy Federal Credit Union has been committed to being there for our members through all of life's challenges. All right, we're talking with Marine veteran and fellow Cobra pilot, John Curry and his wife, Stacy Curry, from Semper Savage. So, John, I know pretty much everything about your career because we served in the Marine Corps together and flew Cobras, you know, who knows how many hours together. Um, But before we get to talking about business entrepreneurship, why don't you go back and and tell everybody else what you did in the Marine Corps? Yeah, so I was, just real briefly, I I was a Cobra pilot, as uh, as you remember, and um, that's what I did in the Marine Corps until about 2006 when I swapped over, uh, still in aviation, but as you get more senior, you got to do things that are that are different. <clears throat> and, uh, I ended up in acquisition, served at Pax river in, uh, <clears throat> in the Cobra, uh, shop. And then, uh, up at the Pentagon, I retired out of the Pentagon. And, uh, after, after the Pentagon, uh, I had a brief, um, uh, spot with, uh, bank of America. And, uh, then I was very thankful to get uh, hired back into headquarters, Marine Corps, again, working on the Cobras and Hueys. And, um, I left there in, uh, 2019, I left there this past June, very, very hard decision, but I had an opportunity to go to work for the state department and, uh, run, uh, the air wing in Iraq, um, do operations training and safety for the air wing in Iraq. And I got to fly Hueys, which was, uh, November model Hueys, uh, same same birds that our brothers in the HMLA, you know, flew. Um, and, uh, so it, it's, it's been, it's been a, a really interesting, uh, few years and every step along the way seems to have set me up, uh, for the next step, even though I didn't know it and I didn't necessarily intend it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Stacy, <clears throat> give us a little bit about your background, um, and, and then bring us up to bring us up to speed where you guys are both at today. And then we'll get on this entrepreneurship thing. Sure. That's great. So I am a 25 year, uh, ed- educator. Um, I still currently am working in the education system. Uh, I, I actually started out as a, uh, fisheries biologist and, um, and that was just a short stint. And then I moved into teaching. So I taught in public schools, um, both middle and high school, secondary science and environmental science and some other science related uh, courses. And in about 2005, I moved to the uh, university level where I have been um, there um, since uh, 2005. And I am currently working with um, in the College of Education and I am working with uh, candidates or students that want to become teachers. Um, I was working with uh, secondary science uh, teacher interns first, and um, over the last two years now, I've been working with um, 
all candidates from early childhood up to secondary education and also some of our special programs, music, physical education, art education, and world languages. And so I've been doing that um, for about two years now. Awesome. Well, hey, John, I know a little bit about your background because we're buddies, but uh, <clears throat> Semper Savage, what you're making is actually salad dressing. How'd you get started in salad dressing? Yeah, it's salad dressing and marinade as well. Uh, it, it Both of our current products make great, um, not only great salad dressings, but great uh, marinades. So the, the, the origins go way back. Um, so I've always enjoyed eating salad and, but I like good salad dressing. And even when I was high school, maybe college, I found it really difficult to find a salad dressing off the shelf that I liked. And so I started experimenting with making my own, trying to duplicate. There was two or three really good Italian restaurants where I lived that um, had great salad dressing. And I would go in there and get salad just so I could have their salad dressing. So I was trying to duplicate that, but I had no culinary background. I didn't really know what I was doing. And over the years, I kind of accidentally came up with this really good uh, red wine vinaigrette. And, uh, and then I started modifying that recipe to come up with balsamic and apple cider and s- some other things uh, just by changing a few ingredients. And um, so that's how I got into salad dressing. And I started making this stuff and then friends and family start really enjoying it. And then they want, they wanted me to make it for, for parties and, you know, Christmases and Thanksgivings. And so before long, I was spending an awful lot of time mixing, mixing it up in Mason jars and stuff. And, um, and so that's how I got into it. Stacy's got something. Oh, well, so then what I, what I wanted to say was a few years back, um, one of our daughters said, Hey, what should we do, um, with John for John, for dad, for, um, for Christmas. And, and so what she did is we, um, she, she got this case of empty mason jars and um, found this picture, um, this funny picture of John um, uh, and, and put it on these stickers and she put stickers on the mason jar and, um, and actually wrapped it up with a little note that said, Merry Christmas. Would you please fill these jars <laughs> with blessing? And, I think that's when uh, we really started thinking about, you know, like, let's look into the possibility of bottling this salad dressing. Right. So that's the final uh, catalyst for going, okay, there's something here uh, because people had been raving about it and wanting it for for years. And uh, and that really was the thing that that made me go, okay, let me look into this. And then just to follow through with that, I, at the time I was working at headquarters Marine Corps aviation in the cover shop, uh, in the, in the H one shop. And, um, just so happens that a good friend of mine named Mac Talbert, who I had worked with for, for years over an N nine eight, uh, waltzed in one day and somebody said, Hey, how's your, uh, barbecue sauce business going? <laughs> so he starts cracking off about this barbecue sauce and I'm like, Hey dude, you and I need to talk. And so Mac, uh, really mentored me through the process he went through 
uh, to get something in a bottle. I was under the impression that it was really, really expensive to do, mm. and which it kind of is actually. Yeah. But it, it, I was under the impression that it was just ridiculously expensive to do. And uh, it turns out that Mac was able to help me find a better path. And so if I can add kind of that next step was we needed to uh, we needed to send a sample of our salad dressing, the um, the red wine vinaigrette and the balsamic vinaigrette. We needed to send it down to have it food tested at one of the um, universities. Mm -hmm. And so actually needed were uh, ingredients. I think this is kind of a funny, funny story, but we, um, so John was making the salad dressing, kind of eyeballing it. And he knew in the mason jar, you know, this much olive oil, this much vinegar, so much like of our different spices, but we actually had to to, to put down um, finite measurements of what we were using. So one day we said, okay, let's go and start making measurements. So we were starting with what we thought um, it was what, what it was going to look like. So we used certain measurements, put it in a, a jar, shook it up, ate a little bit of salad, and we were and we said, ah, no, it needs more seasoning or it needs more vinegar. And we did this over the course of probably what, four or five hours. Yeah. And that evening, both of us felt so sick from <laughs> eating so much salad and extra, <laughs> and extra stuff. Um, but, you know, so it, it, it took a while to get the, um, the exact measurements um, to send out to the food uh, testing. Yeah, that's when it's beneficial to be married to a science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like science lab going on in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah, it, it does right now. It still looks like a science lab because while we um, we only have our two uh, products, the red wine vinaigrette and the balsamic vinaigrette, um, but we have we're, I'm always uh, thinking about different uh, vinaigrettes uh, to try to make. And so I have things like whole root um, ginger. We have different um, uh, vinegars, olive oil, and seasonings. And I'm always trying to make, um, you know, trying to test it out and see, um, see if we can find other uh, vinaigrettes that people might be interested in and tasting. Yeah. So Joe, that's, you're probably going to want to want to go there. Some of these, these challenges that you meet, that, that you come up with, or yeah, that you meet, that you, that you face as a, as a young business. So we spent a solid year just getting to the launch point. Um, yeah. It was about a year of various types of prep and, 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 and doing, doing, uh, logos and labels and names and testing and retesting and, uh, stuff to, to get our product the way we wanted. And then there was the whole, how are we going to sell it bit? And, and we can talk about all kinds of stuff with, with that. The bottom line is that we decided to go with an online, um, sales model. And that of course requires, you've got to have a good website. You've got to have a well integrated WooCommerce site. You've got to have the logistics set up so that somebody is fulfilling it. All of that coupled with production costs and everything, you know, it, you've got to worry about your, your bottom line. So, uh, we just launched in, uh, on veterans day, uh, 2019, and have still been working out bugs and whatnot. But what I was really getting at with this comment was balancing, balancing what you're doing currently with growing your offerings, um, and 
growing the company. So the big competitors right now for our time and our money is do we launch a new product? Because we've got we've got four or five products mm-hmm. ready that Stacy has cooked up in the kitchen. And I'm telling you, they are awesome. Um, but do we do that or do we advertise to try to increase sales for the current process, you know, products we have? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's a real battle because it's, ex- it's expensive enough that you ha- kind of have to choose to do one or, or the other. Um, yeah. Interesting. It, it, yeah. So that's been a, that's been a, a challenge for us that we've been facing. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that, but um, before we do, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Since 1933, Navy Federal Credit Union has been committed to being there for our members through all of life challenges. Now I haven't been a member since 1933, but I have been a member since 1990. That's right. For 30 years, I've had the same Navy Federal checking and savings account. I still have it and I still use it to this day. They also have a lot of great business accounts, business services. Their business checking and savings accounts are free, which is almost impossible to find. May is Military Appreciation Month. Navy Federal is proud to serve active duty military veterans and their families. And during Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union is celebrating with some special offers on car loans, credit cards, certificates, and more. So check them out. Also, if you want to show your military appreciation during May, Use the hashtag Mission Military Thanks. Navy Federal is federally insured by NCUA. Let's talk about finding freelance talent for your business or project. We use Fiverr all the time. Parts of this show are produced by people we found on Fiverr. Fiverr's platform helps keep businesses moving with a network of trusted freelance talent. We have never been disappointed with anybody we've hired on Fiverr. You can find what you're looking for instantly. Search by service, deadline, price, reviews, and more. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. No negotiating needed. Finding talent for your project has never been easier. Review seller ratings, buyer feedback, and select the right freelancer based on your budget. Check out Fiverr.com today and receive 10% off your first order by using my code VETERAN. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Code veteran, get your 10% off. Again, that's fiverr.com, code veteran. All right, we're back talking with uh, John and Stacy Curry from Semper Savage. We're talking salad dressing and marinade. Um, you know, you guys, you sent me some of this um, a while back. I got to go see if I still have some of it left because I'm cooking steaks tonight and I didn't realize I could use it as a marinade also. So I need yeah. to go check on that. So anyways, before the break, basically talking about... You, you had this great hobby for a long time. You pretty much tested the market with your family and friends, and it, it proved, yes, people like this, people want this. Let's continue the discussion about taking something from basically a hobby into becoming an actual legit business. Yeah, so I, I'm sure it happens differently for everyone. Um, for me, like you said, we really had for for years – market tested with family and friends and and the response was was really overwhelming and um in terms of positive comments and people wanting it and requesting me to 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 make some and whip up a batch so they could have a a party or a large gathering or whatever um i never was very serious about 
trying to create a company, like I said, until uh, until our oldest daughter, you know, gave me a Christmas present of empty mason jars with a picture of me on it that said John Kerr, <laughs> famous salad dressing. And, and so it, it, there was a little bit of luck involved in in actually pushing me over the edge to to want to do it. And then Stacy was really supportive. She didn't push me, but, you know, she she was like, hey, this stuff is really good. We really ought to pursue this. And then, like I like I mentioned prior, my friend Mac Talbert of uh, Smoke and Shine Barbecue Sauce uh, was able to mentor me through uh, the very early stages. So taking a hobby and creating a business, I, I think you've just if you've got like like if if I had intended all along, if I intended to take my hobby of making salad dressing and create a business, I probably would have been more um, deliberate mm-hmm. about the process because at first I, I said, well, we'll just put it in bottles and just kind of give it to family and friends and stuff and sort of see what happens. And then very quickly, and Joe, you've known me for a long time, so you could probably see it coming <laughs> where I'm kind of competitive and I, and I, and I don't like to do things halfway and, mm-hmm. and, and pretty quickly I was like, why would I, why would I not kind of go for it? And, and at least that, that's what was going on in my mind. And that's when we created a corporation or we created an LLC and, and kind of took it to the next, next level. But it, speaking to your question, going from a hobby, I think the, the, the big, if I, if I had anything to do over, I would have been a lot more deliberate about the process that I use to go from hobby to business. Uh-huh. It, in my case, it kind of developed a little bit at a time along the way. So I don't know if that really answers your question. Yeah. Case, well, yeah. yeah, it definitely does. But there's also the, <clears throat> there's also this syndrome where people think they have a business but the reality is they only, they really only have a hobby. So you, you had, you had a, there was definitely a distinction when you, it would have been a hobby for so long and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to turn it into a business where you run across a lot of folks that they, they start, they think they're starting a business and it really just turns, it really is only a hobby and never goes to a business. So at least you had that awareness that there has to be a shift here. And that's right. when, that's when you realize, man, I should have been collecting data and doing going about this differently all along. But um, yeah. so I will say one more thing with regard to that before you get off. I think if I was um, if my hobby was making T-shirts or roasting coffee, um, I probably wouldn't have taken the step. What I what we recognized was nobody. No, none of these other veteran companies are doing salad dressing. It's kind of a, you know, the, the coffee market is sort of saturated. The t-shirt market is sort of saturated. Nobody's doing, um, salad dressing and marinade. And, and so we saw that as a market weakness yeah. that we could hopefully exploit. And we're attempting to do that now. And, you know, we started with, the the, uh, salad dressing It originally started with the red wine vinaigrette salad dressing, mm-hmm. We explored with uh, the balsamic because some of the kids in the family like balsamic vinegar. And so we said, hey, let's see if we could um, use our uh, oil and our spices and then and change the balsamic uh, change to balsamic vinaigrette. 
Um, and so we did that. And then what we found was uh, that uh, I guess by try, I don't remember that when it first happened, um, I think it probably was one of our daughters put it on chickpeas and she said, Oh, I love this with, um, I just, I just pour a little on my chickpeas. And then, um, then it started, then we were marinating steak, chicken, salmon, shrimp. And then we started marinating things like asparagus, Brussels sprouts, and it's great either on the grill or on the stovetop or even if you roast it in the oven. So we were trying these different ways of using our product, not just, I mean, it's awesome on salad, but then we found that it was a little versatile um, that you could use it on um, multiple things in the kitchen. And then I love grilling outside. So I always take it outside with me. And we're learning from our customers as well, just like Stacy was saying the stuff that we've discovered we can do with it. We're learning from our customers as well. They're discovering, they're like, uh, you know, Hey, I put this on, you know, pork or, or fish or whatever they put it on. And, um, and I, and I loved it as a marinade and we're like, Oh wow, that's great. And it, and so we're learning from our customers as well. We're getting feedback that way. Yeah. So, um, and so, <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you guys definitely have been working through fine tuning the product and and you know expanding the use of your product, you know, salad dressing to, to a marinade to you know put it on almost anything. Talk a little bit about what it's like to take an actual product, especially a food product, taking it to market, um, advertising, sales, you know, website stuff. What were some of the challenges you guys have run into so far with getting it out there to the general public, you know, taking it off just family and friends uh, when, you, right. when you're having to deal with, uh, you know, actually getting stuff out there to, you know, the, the general public, you know, when, when it does come in. Cause I know Stacy brings a, a skill set to the table that with, uh, um, her, you know, helping with marketing and, and all her skills that she brings. Um, in addition to just the science teacher skills, what's some of the other stuff that you guys have run into and, and things you figured out along the way? I'm going to I'm gonna start off uh, quickly and say the first batch of how many bottles was that? Uh, it was like 800. 800 bottles. Um, John, mostly John, I also, um, we packaged it up. We shipped it out to friends. Um, we, uh, the entire first run was uh, a way for people to try. Uh, and, um, and then we, and then, um, even with that second run, we were uh, still giving it out for people to try, but then also we're um, trying to um, see if there were smaller uh, markets in uh, different stores. And then I'm going to throw it over to John to talk specifically about that. Right. So um, trying to bring it to market, I think it's really important for people to understand what market they're bringing it to. Um, so we very quickly um, decided that we were, we were going to be marketing to mostly veterans and the like So veterans, first responders, mm -hmm. um, hunters, fishermen, outdoorsmen, that sorts of that sort of thing. So we kind of had that in mind already. So naturally with a product like salad dressing, you're thinking, well, we, we want to put it into stores and I'll be very quick and, and, and with this, I could talk about it for hours, but very quick to say that because we are making a premium product, um, 
it's expensive to make. You know, it's it's all extra virgin olive oil. There's no blends. There's no water. There's there's no extenders or anything in it. So it makes it expensive. And um, being competitive in a store, particularly, I won't even get into kind of the the business of of how stores put things on shelves, but um, the bottom line is it's tough for us to be competitive because we have a premium product. It's tough for us to compete. There's not a lot of margin there for, um, for stores. That's part of what led us to. Can't you just put the word organic on it and then you can charge whatever you want? Yeah, that's, that's, so that's a whole thing where we did look at that because our product is all natural. We looked at organic, but the cost got driven up really really ridiculously and and i don't want to um to bash any other products uh but very generally speaking you can have stuff and and believe me we spend a lot of time looking at labels in stores you can have a product that's organic but it's not necessarily a good product (laughs) you know it might be full of water and corn syrup like organic corn syrup and things like that I think yeah, the all- the organic thing I think is a little. It's definitely misleading, and because there's so many things that, for the most part, they are organic, but the manufacturer or the the grower doesn't want to pay the extra money to get the label organic. When that's right, most things have been so- organic since the beginning, and they're still organic. They just don't have the word organic written on them. Yeah, and so we chose to keep all natural ingredients, all pure ingredients. There's nothing in there that extends the product. And, um, so that's a commitment we made. Uh, obviously it drives the price up, but when you get the product, it's homemade salad dressing in a bottle. It is literally homemade salad dressing in a bottle. And so when you use it, because it's pure, you really don't have to use as much of it because it covers better. It binds better. Um, because there's not a lot of, really, there's not a lot of water in it is what a lot of products have in it. And I think that's what we noticed when we were, um, we were using it as a marinade that, uh, and, and, you know, the, the thinking is that because there isn't this water, this extra water that's added to it, that um, the, the olive oil binds to the meat or it binds to the vegetables and you uh, actually can use less um, with, uh, with it coating the entire uh, uh, food item, whether it's mm. meat, vegetables, or salad, but it's trying to to market that, trying to get that out. And just like John said, we are not into bashing um, other products. Uh, we, you know, we think that that um, people are interested in buying the things that they like. Uh, we would like to make sure that uh, the consumers, our, our potential consumers, uh, have an opportunity to try that as well. So we're kind of thinking about different ways that we can get um, samples out for other um, potential consumers to try the product and, and hopefully then um, purchase the product. So that's part of what led us to a, a market of veterans, first responders, uh, and military and military families mm-hmm. was that there is a tremendous amount of loyalty and a tremendous amount of mutual support within that community of people. They, they want to see other, other people of their, uh, you know, of their community or their type, their ilk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to see them succeed and they want to support. Um, and they're often willing to pay a little more 
uh, for a product that's made by a veteran-owned business. Right. Um, so um, that's part of what led us uh, to that was was that that sense of community uh, going to the veteran, uh, the, going to the veterans and the first responders in that community. And I think one of our next steps um, that you know we are proposing. Uh, right now, in light of this, uh, you know, this almost shelter in place, uh, where we're not able to go out and we're not able to um, to participate in large gatherings, but once all this ends, that we are interested in uh, taking our product um, and participating as vendors in maybe some uh, some military functions, um, some uh, hunting and fishing uh, shows. Um, and some other types of, uh, of shows where they bring vendors in so we can actually uh, get our product out there and uh, allow uh, people to try the product um, and then maybe even purchase it on site. Yeah, so Joe, that's an that, that's a interesting uh, decision that we've made as well. And it kind of went like this. Um, where do our people hang out? Exactly. You know, and, and because... A lot of times you can, the first thing you might think of when you're making a food product is, oh, well, let's go to food, food shows and stuff and let's see if we can get Kroger or Publix or, you know, Harris Teeter or somebody to pick us up. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that's a super competitive market. And, and when John and Stacy Curry roll in with their super patriotic label and whatnot and, and try to compete with Kraft or Wishbone or, you know, just name the name the salad dressing producer, uh, it, it's tough for us to do that. And so we thought, well, where do our people hang out? Well, they hang out at air shows. They hang out at gun shows. They hang out at fishing and hunting shows, uh, that sort of thing. So we're beginning to experiment um, with, with that. Barbecue, uh, Max Albert of, of Smoke and Shine is a big competitive barbecuer. And uh, we just had a meeting with them last week to put together some public events uh, centering around um, barbecue competitions, just some standalone unusual things like a, a joint pub crawl, um, stuff like that. So we're just getting a little bit creative yeah. with trying to reach the type of people who would be interested in our product. Yeah, I think it's a great tactic. And and plus, plus it keeps you intertwined and active in the military community, which is the kind of people you like hanging out with anyways. Yeah, so... So this is another interesting twist with, with our company. Yet another reason that we chose an online um, model was the fact that I had an opportunity to go to work for the State Department, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and to go overseas and to be involved in aviation again. With me not being here, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go around meeting with people and glad handing and running to the, you know, running to ship product all the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of helped nudge us toward an online, or at least a primarily online uh, model as well. But something else that that's done uh, for us that has allowed us to remain pretty engaged on social media, kind of in a different vein, is because I'm overseas. You know, I'll do things like little video updates on the situation in Iraq. Um, you know, we'll we'll kind of do some videos and things um, surrounding the product that talk to the fact that we're glad and really thankful to be back together for Thanksgiving, as an example. Uh, some of those kind of speaking to some of those military family challenges a little bit mm-hmm. uh, 
Um, and I think it makes us and our product um, a lot more relatable. That's awesome. Well, hey, before we get to before we forget to talk about it, if somebody wants to buy some Semper Savage salad dressing, marinade, or whatever else you want to use it for, how do we find it? www.sempersavage.com is the website that mm -hmm. you can actually purchase from. We have um, a Facebook page that's fairly robust nowadays. It's got a shop now that just takes you to the takes you to the website. Um, the Website is kind of plastered all over our YouTube channel and all over Instagram and and stuff like that as well. So I think we're pretty easy to find if you Google Semper Savage. Um, you will absolutely find us. That's awesome. Um, hey, usually I'll, like usually I'll chat with the business owner after we get done talking about like ideas that pop into my head, but. I just thought maybe I'd throw them out there at you guys right now and let other people, you know, listen to this conversation. So if you're appealing to a military audience, have you ever thought about trying to put it in something that, you know, looks or is in the shape of a, a canteen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so in our case, personally, I can't speak mm -hmm. for, for Stacy, but what goes through my mind is, is, Hey, could we put it in something that looks like a, you know, could we put like two or three bottles into something that looks like an ammo case? Could mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, the bottle's yeah, kind of exactly. like a 30 millimeter round, you know, could we link it and make it look like a 30 millimeter round, even though everything's linkless now, I know that, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, those sorts of, of, of things. And I'll tell you who does a great job with that is black rifle coffee, coffee. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely. Company, uh, tremendously with, uh, with what they've done and what they continue to do, not only for veterans, but just with their products. I think they say it's, they, they set a great example for what veterans can do when they're properly motivated yeah. and get Right. Well, the other thing I was thinking of is I think we were offline when we were talking about selling on Amazon. And if, if you're selling something in a glass bottle, it turns into just, you know, real ass pain. So, um, yeah. is, is, have you thought about, cause what I'm thinking of is got, you know, if I'm going hunting fish, I mean, we were up at elk camp for seven, seven days in single digit temperatures last October in Colorado. If I had some Semper Savage, I'll just call it my Semper Savage sauce. Um, right. if I had it in like, a uh, something that was not, not breakable, like does keeping it in glass, um, really have a dramatic, uh, impact on the potential taste? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, have looked at plastic bottles and I can't remember what the outcome was. Yeah. I'm just awesome. thinking like just for the purpose of selling on Amazon fulfilled by, Mer fulfilled by Amazon FBA or just for the purpose of the, the portable, the portable container where the, you know, somebody wants to take it camping with them or fishing with them or hunting or hiking or whatever you can have a, you know, kind of like paperback versus hard, hardback. Right. Um, so just keep the glass bottles for your mainstay and then pivot or twist off to a more of a non-breakable type, you know, whether it's, I don't know, a thin metal or, or, or plastic obviously is, right. uh, could be a possibility. You can even have them in the shape of a, of a small flask or you have it like as a flask. And then, cause, cause what would be cool, you know, that's another idea. Like if it comes in the shape of a canteen or a flask, when they're done using, when they're done using it, when it's empty, they can wash it out and like, it could be used as, you know, something else afterwards. They can just keep it yeah. as a souvenir item or something like that. You know, That's a great idea. And it's probably something worth looking into. Um, as you can probably imagine, 
with every change and with everything that you do, there's a cost associated with it. <laughs> oh yeah. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so oh, you've yeah. just got to, and that's actually a really good thing to talk about on this broadcast. Actually, I think is just, Hey, what are the costs associated with becoming an entrepreneur? And you probably remember the old Marine Corps infantry saying times two plus one, you know, what, <laughs> what, what, however, you know, much effort or however much stuff you think you're going to need, you probably need twice as much plus a little more. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's kind of that, that way with, with uh, starting the business. I found it, 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 that for every major thing that I think we get that, I, that looks pretty simple, there's like 10 other things behind it that have to be supported. Um, a website's probably a really good example of that. Mm -hmm. You can't just throw a website up. It has to be user-friendly. It has to be constantly, we're finding out, defended against attack. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to have someone maintaining that site. Mm -hmm. uh, which is not us, which we is found not, out. Which is not us because... Yeah, you don't want to go there. I mean, your time, you your time gets stretched really, really thin. And um, it... it, it you've really got to choose what you spend time on. So as an example, Joe, I don't know if you remember, I was probably um, pretty coy with this information, but I, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty accomplished artist. Yeah. I knew you for a long time before I discovered that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what happens, you know, I'd end up like drawing, having to draw stuff for the squadron, but mm -hmm. um I was, I was doing all the artwork, all the design work, all that sort of stuff. And I, I found that it was kind of a ridiculous way to spend my time. So this is just one example. Yeah. What's well, known I, is you're, you were getting caught up working in your business instead of working on your business. Exactly. So once I had an idea, whether it was for a t-shirt or a label or whatever, I happened to hook up with a young guy in Sri Lanka yep. who does awesome work. He is great at taking my idea and creating my idea. Um, so I started, I started doing, and he works really inexpensively and I found it was much better way to utilize, to utilize my time. Yeah. One of the sponsors, uh, for my podcast currently is Fiverr, you know, and, uh, oh, I, yeah. I can work a Fiverr plug in here too. So if you use the code word, if you use the uh, check out code veteran. You can get like 10% off your first deal. <laughs> I wish but, I'd known that. Yeah. But I, but actually try it the next time. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. But, um, but, but I like Fiverr is a perfect example of you can find some dude in Sri Lanka that works for very inexpensively and does phenomenal work. And I, like on the official ad, you know, I say, I don't, I've never been disappointed with anybody that I've hired on Fiverr to do all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't really, really either. I've had uh, varying um, results. Uh, obviously, I, I ran into this guy. His name's Robbie. Um, he works in Sri Lanka, and I can't pronounce his whole name. But anyway, <laughs> his name's yeah. Robbie, and uh, he he did some great work for for us. And we just we just hooked up externally and uh, just started working together a lot. Um, it, I, he's a college student, mm -hmm. and you know, it's. He he feels like he's rolling in the boat in, in the dough when I yeah. give him a hundred bucks. But um, they're skilled and, and motivated too. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, going back to the um, to the uh, marketing our, our product in, in different uh, ways are not 
uh, producing it in different ways. We have been looking at these uh, portion cups. So when you're talking about um, going out, I was kind of excited. We'll have to talk afterwards about your um, your hunting trip to Colorado. Mm -hmm. I am an avid uh, long distance hiker. And, um, and so I am always worried about the weight of my pack. Mm -hmm. uh, when I'm hiking, I'll go out anywhere from two nights to um, I've been out uh, eight nights is the longest oh, I've wow. been. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I really enjoy it. But uh, but what we're looking at is um, uh, we're we're talking about these portion cups. So um, the kind that that you could take to work for um, your salad, and, and you already have like the right size portion. Mm. But they can be used, um, and they're in a plastic uh, cup with maybe a foil a foil lid. Yeah. And um, so we we we've been talking to our production um, uh, bottling company right now to see if uh, we'll be able to, uh, to, to be able to produce those. Um, so that's kind of the up and coming. We're hoping that we'll be able yeah. to. That's to another really good that. idea. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And that way also it'd be easier to give out as sample sizes um, as well, because right now um, the places that we have provided um, samples, um, we've just opened up our bottles and either uh, used it as a marinade and then let people eat some of the products or mm -hmm. um, poured small portions over small portions of salad. Yeah. You know, the, the portion cup thing is an awesome idea because who wants to take the whole bottle with them when they pack their lunch and have a salad right. or lunch? And, exactly. and the thing about the portion thing is talk about charging a premium. I mean, yeah. you know, nobody, yeah. nobody buys big jugs of anything and then sorts it out on their own. We all just spend the extra money and have it all, you know, we, we, we buy our onions already cut up now in small, right. <laughs> small portions and it, nobody even pays any attention to how much more that costs. So right. yeah, that's, that, a that's great very, that's, that's very true. Uh, and that kind of gets back, um, you know, as veterans are, are trying to market products, whatever it is, you know, uh, speak to your audience and understand what it is your audience wants. You know, what do they want? Are they willing to pay a premium in our, in, in our case for a premium product? Or are they willing to pay even more of a premium for it to be in a, you know, particular yeah. kind of container? Try to figure out. Have you looked, the, have you looked at trying to get into AFES or the exchange? Yeah. So that's something where um, uh, Smoke and Shine, Mac Talbert at Smoke and Shine, um, has kind of helped us. We are trying to ride their coattails into that. He, we collaborate on quite a bit of stuff. Um, yet another thing for veterans to make note of, uh, find your, find the community, uh, find friends within the community that are doing what you're doing or something similar. Yeah. Just find a wingman and, tuck up underneath. Yeah. And, and, and even if you don't formally partner collaborating on some, some stuff, I, I think can be, really powerful, but he and his partner, uh, who is an active duty, uh, army person, um, are looking very heavily at trying to get into a fees. Um, and so I actually did an interview on. a couple, a couple years ago. I, forget, I don't know what ep episode it is, but, um, uh, I can try to get this to you. The, um, senior active duty enlisted representative, to AFES. I mean, his job was to work for AFES as the, he was like a, uh, Air Force master sergeant, I believe. And he, I said, okay, how does some, how does a veteran get into AFES? And he actually explained it on the podcast episode. This is how you do it. 
And, yeah, that'd be, um, that'd be real nice to get. It would it would it would be helpful uh, for us uh, if I if you just give me his name or the episode number. Or something sure, yeah, I'll look that. it up for you. So, um, well, unfortunately, we're like way over our time, but I could you know we could go on for hours talking about this stuff. So, um, I do want to give you guys the last word. If if you're talking to if you're talking to uh, a military couple out there that's got a military idea or or, or a product idea whether they're still in or they're, or they're on their way out of the military and they're looking to start their own business around this idea, what kind of advice comes to mind? Well, uh, so I'll speak up first. First, uh, my first piece of advice um, is don't quit your day job. <laughs> so yep. it, it takes a tremendous amount of funding. And, and I think the, uh, the reason that a lot of businesses fail is that people are or trying to make a living at a brand new business, either that or they're taking too much out of that business to live a lifestyle. So yep. I would just say, keep your day job uh, in order to, to really develop your, your business uh, the right way. Don't jump into it. And then Stacy, do you have anything? Oh, sure. So uh, I think that uh, listen to your partner uh, and to take their ideas uh, and, and be able to, um, to talk through them, to, um, to you know, think about where you can add to the ideas and also think about where you um, need to be a good listener. Uh, I also think uh, that when you are starting, it's, uh, there's, uh, you said the two times two plus one, yeah. it, you know, there, there definitely is a lot of, of work involved, whether it's the um, the beginning of uh, of whatever the production of the product is to the branding of the product to the ongoing um, uh, uh, upkeep that you know between you know the monies and the uh, the product itself and how to market it uh, to make sure that you are um, uh, have an open line of communication. Um, because you're working together as a partner and you should be working to, um, to, to strengthen the other's thoughts and ideas. Um, and then finally, I think, um, have fun with it because if it, if it because becomes work and, um, and mundane and it's not fun, then, um, you know, you know, why would you be doing it? So really try to find, um, the fun and excitement in what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And just uh, to Stacy's initial point, uh, as a military couple, uh, as you're coming out and you're becoming a veteran couple doing a business, I, I think you got to understand that you may have gone through life and your normal relationship being a certain way. Uh, but like Stacy said, it's a business relation. It's a different relationship. And so you may some things may change in the way you interact. Uh, and so be ready for that as well. Um, well, that's too. a very tactful way of saying going into <laughs> business with your spouse could cause a lot of problems, but Hey, well, we could probably have could. a whole nother episode on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it could. In, 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 in our case, we have, uh, we've got some pretty, pretty defined roles and it's just, it's different than the roles in everyday life. So yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Okay. Well, hey guys, we're way over on the time, but, th but that's okay. Um, all good stuff. And we look forward to, uh, seeing your future success and, uh, hopefully we'll I'll, someday I want to 
you know, come walking along and all of a sudden like, Hey, there's some Semper Savage stuff. I'll be darned. They made it. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll take care. All right. These two veterans and, uh, and military spouse are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>